You're now listening to me. You're now listening to meme, yeah, yeah. Meme, meme, yeah. This is the meme podcast where meme stands for music, movies, improvs, everyone must envy, where we make memes on air. We're the only podcast that memifies and discusses black entertainment, past, present, and non-existent for the purpose of, or that you need to love and respect for the purpose of you appreciating the culture more and us pushing the culture forward. I am Kim Aria. Not <laughs> And I'm John Fee, a.k.a. the most ghetto sour amaretto. <laughs> and we are the supreme meme team. <laughs> the homie couldn't make it today. <clears throat> we still under the uh, Jermaine curse. Nah, the grease God nah, curse. nah, Buck sat his ass down. <laughs> no, Jermaine sat his ass down. Like, oh, Fee coming back? I'm going to go ahead and let her come back. <laughs> Somebody ain't coming. <laughs> <laughs> every Every show. <laughs> So Christ is not not with us today. He's not feel. He said, "I don't feel good." Hey, Christ is not with us, and that's the problem. <laughs> we need Christ. <laughs> so this is season eight, where we show you why we're great. This is our wishing while white series, volume one, entitled or meme number nine quattro mm. quattro nine four. About the same time that a young Ruben Thicay came out. <laughs> Ruben. Entitled. This show is entitled. This meme is entitled. They don't know about John B. <laughs> don't listen. Yeah, don't listen to me. <laughs> listen to John B. Shit. <laughs> Hashtag Drake Sr. Hashtag Drake's father. Hashtag uh, where I got the white baby face or the white booby for say hashtag pot gone pun gone who but link hashtag where's your rule <laughs> hashtag buck the world hashtag creative colonizers <laughs> or creative colonizing mm-hmm. creative colonizing and then we give you other hashtag that you just came up with hashtag caping for colonizers Caping for colonizers. So you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and all other podcast platforms. Are you only getting seasons eight and up on those platforms? If you want seasons one through seven, uh, pre and post shows and other exclusive content, go to our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash the meme podcast. That's T H E M E M E podcast. Donate, support, and become a meme or a meme bird. Hold on, one <clears throat> So, topics of discussion for today. We we got uh, segment number one. Do they know about John Bucky, Winter Soldier of Love? Shout out to Shade. Segment two. You and, ready? And Marvel. <laughs> Marvel, yeah, it's not Marvel. It's Marvel. If you follow the MC universe, 
So uh, segment two, we bring it back around full circle. One, a two, a one, two, three, go. Me, man, It's not unsung. Get him, get him. Me, man, her. Me, man, her. Me, man, her. Me, man, her. Hey, look. You want to live up here. Your vocals say <laughs> stay down here. You want to be up here. But my passion has me above up there. So it, it balances out. You wake up. It brings wet. me back down here. You wake up wet. <laughs> we'll get into John B's lyrics. I was about to say, we'll get into that. I was like, no, that's not me. That's not me. You wake up wet. That's not me. That's what passion does for you. So, yeah, so we're going to get into our meme unheard, where we'll be memifying unsang it, the unsang it interview from John B. And then, uh, last but not least, segment three, memifying the music. I also have a meme spiracy theory. All right, we'll throw that in there. I put it in. Where? It's in the group chat. And y'all didn't wrote a whole book. That was mainly me. Yeah, I know. But okay, we'll share the uh, the meme spiracy theory toward the end. Y'all so used to me not being in studio <laughs> in the stew. Can we do it in the stew on the stew on the stew on the stew? So, uh, oh, welcome back, Fee. Oh, welcome well, back, you. welcome back, welcome back. So, uh, Jermaine sat your ass all the way down. You missed two months worth of show. Hey, but. got your boy all the way out here and. Destroyed your uh, technology to even try to call in through the Zoomy, and destroy and destroyed my immune system by giving me the flu. Mm. And which show was it that uh, your lights got cut off? That was the first. That one. was the first Jacksons. <laughs> you get cut your lights off. How you gonna have ice when I cut your fucking water off, ball? <laughs> then cut your lights off trying to be on Zoom. Sat you down, got you, uh, got you super sick after Christmas. You was laid down for Boy, a bit. I, for like you didn't a get week. Out of bed. I couldn't get out of the bed for a week. Lost like eight, eight, eight. Was that about twenty pounds? Yeah, I lost uh, eighteen pounds. Yeah, boy, Jermaine, boy. Then yeah. uh, you tried to come through with the uh, the second one. Then he kept freezing up your uh, your stream, and the third one freezing up your stream. Yeah, couldn't make it out. Nope. I was like, damn, homie, Jermaine got the. Y'all need to stop disrespecting that man. So here we are today. I mean, he, he even his his reach so long that he even sat me down for the set it off show. <laughs> oh yeah, that too. Couldn't make it to the set it off show last. A week. nigga ain't been. You didn't make, miss four shows. A nigga like. ain't been in the studio in two months. <laughs> well, welcome back. Thank you. Well, hopefully, uh, Christ will come back next show. Hopefully, I'll be here. <laughs> hopefully, I'll be. Here. <laughs> I'll be la 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 la. Um. Also. Since I've been out the stew for so long, I, we don't even do this anymore. I would like to shout out a young Woody Bonet for turning seven. And then I would also like to uh, give a shout out and a happy birthday to my mother in love. Your mom, nigga. I thought you were gonna say uh, the name. I thought. You uh, were gonna say, uh, oh, Sherry, Sherry Moon. Moon. Sherry Moon. I thought you were gonna join in. 
I'd be forgetting. That's usually where Christ chimes in mm -hmm. and we do our thing. I was waiting for the name. So that's why I was like, I'd be waiting on Christ to chime in. Okay. Cause that's usually where he was like, yeah, boy, I miss my cheerleader. <laughs> so yeah. Happy born day to cherry moon moms and uh, Woody, Woody Benet or Goobin. Goobin. Oh, uh, what do you, Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy and Carolina. <laughs> Jimmy. So as I mentioned, uh, this is the wishing whilst. Should I put the ST on the end? Whilst white? Well, I mean, that's. Wishing whilst white uh, series, which was uh, brought to the table by uh, none other than uh, John Fee uh, here. Hey, hey, Kim. It's been a long time we've been trying to get Wishing Wilds White off the ground. Was that season five? That man? was season five. Here we are in season eight. Where that you was quit like on two us. Years, that was two years ago. Where you quit on us. Yeah, we were staying at the, the three-bedroom apartment across yeah, the street. Yeah. Just got the uh, the new equipment. Yeah, that was like 2019. That's, yeah. Around this time in 2019 as well. The beginning of the it year. Was, it Boy, was winter. Two years ago. So uh, Fee brings to the table uh, the Wishing Whilst White series, and um, we did one episode that turned that horrible. We didn't do shit. <laughs> Christ, Cry, uh, That's why he ain't here today. Boy, like I from that boy. I love Christ, but Christ and I together. It's a tragedy. Oh, yeah. That's when I had stepped away from yeah, that's putting when shows you, that's together. That's when you quit on us. Well, I didn't quit. I was still there. I just said, hey, I'm just Y'all figure it out. Yeah, I'm going to run the together. equipment. I'm just going to be here. I quit. I'm not going to structure the shows. Fuck I'm your life. <laughs> Bing bong. <laughs> I quit. I need to put that on there. I need to put that on there. Bing bong. I quit. <laughs> and then I was like, well, what do you mean by that? <laughs> what do you mean by that? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, y'all are gonna put the shows together moving forward. Let's see how y'all fare because I'm tired, I'm broken down, goddamn mentally. I need a break. I'm gonna still be there, but y'all can put the shows together. Da, 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 da. Boy, I'd be more to do that now than then because God no, <laughs> that was about an eight hour show. Y'all went through every white person. In, hey, that in the was of worse, music. it was worse than the Neo sh uh, Soul show. That was but supposed I, to be. Oh, no, that was two different, they were shows. two separate yeah, shows. Okay. But I got a lot of information out in that episode. Y'all ran through uh, the gamut. Y'all ran through everybody's catalog. I'm like, God damn, but we ate, we four hours <laughs> in. We just got, we just got Why to Michael McDonald's. split this shit down? Michael McDonald's. We just now getting to Michael McDonald's catalog. We still ain't got to After John B, Timber, uh, Justin. We ain't gotten to none of them. We, we still in the 80s. Y'all still talking. I'm like, God damn, boy. So I was like, well, that so that got shelved. Like that never seen the light of day. So this is the first one. I was like, hey, well, I was like, hey, when we do the wish of wild white, we just gonna focus on white one white person. One. <laughs> well, just, one. If you wanna ride. <laughs> one white person at a time, but we did the being beige series. Mm -hmm. We did three of those mm -hmm. and we just focused on one person. Do we have any other series? Uh the Dark Skint Chronicles. Oh, we haven't done that yet. I'm sorry, which ones we have we done? Like what other no, series? No, that's it. Oh no, no, we had the uh Tales from the Dark Side series. We never got it off the ground. Yeah, we did. What we do? We did uh Vampire in Brooklyn, oh, Rhythm yeah. Nation, and, and uh, uh uh Kanye. 
Yeah, um, yeah, my beautiful okay. dark twisted yeah, fantasy. Yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah, so we yeah. we have our series that we do uh, every now and then. So this is bringing it back around full circle. The wishing whilst white. Could you please explain to the memes out there? Oh, where you going, boy? You, about you to go? look so handsome. The John B over here. We got John B in the studio. <laughs> John B. John B. You say you look like John B. Wait, come back around. John B. <laughs> Are you still down? This you know who John B. You know who John B. Is is that John B. Racially ambiguous as you are. <laughs> you look great. Drive safe. Be careful. So yeah. So uh, um. Okay. So what is wishing, wishing while how did it come about? Well, because I know that we big up and talk about all things black but there are some white funk groups some blue-eyed soul singers that have given a lot to the culture mm -hmm. not just taking from i am uh of the mind of caping for colonizers on a regular basis to where i feel like those who did it and did it well should be recognized mm -hmm. so that is where wishing while white because they're not black they probably wish they were but we should also be giving them their respect and their props okay all right thank you for that You wouldn't have a lot of Nosh tracks without the average white band. And I just want to put that out there. Okay. Or the Bee Gees, who is actually the most sampled group, of group among, within, within hip hop. Amongst hip hop and R&B. Okay. So we figured, uh, why not kick off Black History Month with Wishing While White? Hey, getting canceled <laughs> while caping for colonizers. <laughs> So yes, um, I should have put one of those uh, <laughs> the uh, and put the kufi hat on it. African colors, like they was doing last year, kneeling. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, just to just to seal the deal for Black History Month, right? That would have been appropriate. That would have been not appropriation, but appropriate. But it is appropriation. <laughs> They're appropriating. That ain't his shit. That is. Well, they. Well, he he wanted he wanted that. This is what John B wanted. Joe John Bucky and Joe Nathan, as we call him. Joe Nathan. Joe Buck. Nathan. Joe Nathan Buck. <laughs> and shout out to uh, Lahoma Jaffe. Uh, that was a joke at one point. Uh, she probably gonna be like, "Why you put my business out there?" So her name used to be uh, Lahoma B. Because she wanted to marry John B. She's like, "Where John B at?" Da da da. So I started calling her uh wow. lahoma b wow you uh <laughs> lahoma you ain't gonna get no uh bad mouthing out of me but that is uh lahoma b quite the leap for you pro-black beauty but that's when uh that's when i found out his name was jonathan buck that was like 2017 and uh that stuck with me i was like oh lahoma buck i see you so that was uh so i had to throw that out there and bring it back around because i know uh, once we finish the show i'm gonna send it to her because she's gonna be like oh y'all did john b you ain't calling me why i can't be on the show so you know what that's fucked up of you my bad and that's one of your best friends my, it's my fault that's my fault i'll apologize 
I want to say I'm sorry oh, for the things I've done to my mother. I'm sorry, 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 sorry. Oh. I want to say I'm sorry, Lahoma B. <laughs> oh, let me cut my witch collar down. I cut my hand off. With the uh, these emergency phone calls. Hey, you know. hold on. Uh, let me cut my ring off. <laughs> Hate job, <laughs> look at him coming back around. Ain't <laughs> that nigga, man? Back around, he's the worst. So, we can go on ahead and get into it. Um, segment number one they don't know about John B. Winter Soldier of Love. So, do you know? Do they know about? John B. I don't think anybody really knows about John B. They just know a couple of songs and that's it. But here on the meme, they know are... the hats. <laughs> the hats. They know the hats. The hits, if you don't understand what we're saying, because you know we speaking, we speaking our own language over here on the meme podcast. Hits. They know the hits. The hats. So we're gonna break it down. I'm gonna give y'all some. I'll uh, just run run down his uh, resume as well as his life uh, to give. Because here on the Mean Podcast, we're here to preserve, unify, shift, honor our culture. And uh, we would like to, you know, give flowers to those who are here and those who are not here as well. So um, that's the one of the uh, staples of the Mean Podcast is to educate and inform you about the people that we talk to, talk about, as well as make fun of, because, you know, we couldn't be the Mean Podcast if we weren't doing that. So, born in Rhode Island, so when I heard that, uh, was that a couple of days ago? I was like, not Rhode Island. Who discovered him? But I mean, members of a lot of older white funk bands were born overseas and gave us the bestest hits, the Bee Gees, mm-hmm. born overseas. They from Australia. Mm-hmm. Like A- them wolf niggas. Average white band. <laughs> like them wolf like, niggas. Like them wolf niggas. And what we say wolf what's niggas. They, what's they name? Uh, hiatus Coyote. Oh, uh. <laughs> yeah, goddamn. Uh, the wolf niggas. <laughs> yeah, P. Diddy. Uh, I put her on to Hiatus Coyote. And uh, this was a while back. And then uh, just recently, she was like, hey, what's the name of that group? And she was like, them wolf niggas. I'm like, oh, uh, goddamn, Tyler, the creator now? You talking about uh, Wolf Gang? <laughs> you talking about Our Future? She was like, no, nah, the wolf niggas. I'm like, wolf? I'm like, who is the wolf? <laughs> I'm like, all I know is Wolf Gang and, and goddamn, uh, like, just Our Future. That's it. <clears throat> she was like, nah. And then come to find out she was talking about Hiatus Coyote. I'm like, damn. Oh, the coyote. <laughs> the coyotes. It's the wolf niggas. <laughs> was I wrong? <laughs> So, You're yeah. gonna sit there and tell me that I'm wrong. Wow, I thought you were talking about our future gang, but wolf gang, but uh, Tyler the creator hoodie coming coming, coming next uh, meme. Got you. But since we're honoring colonizers, I gotta honor my favorite colonizer, Mac Mills, but so yes, okay, I see what you you uh so Rhode Island, you know, you wouldn't think anybody coming from these small towns, small states, but then you got like I Hiatus Coyote, the Bee Gees, uh Jensen Sports Tag. Nigga. <laughs> Jensen Sports Tag. They're what they're from Nashville. Nashville. Producing hits, boy, that people still ain't heard of. Pure wet. Baby tonight, I'll hold you, I'll show you, everything good. 
got that from Prince. Kingston. I hear it every time I listen to it. I hear it. Yeah, boy. Shout out to Justin Sports. Shout out to them. We need to do it. Yeah, that's what wishing my wife for the new generation. Hiatus Coyote. I would do that. Justin Sports. I would do that. <clears throat> so, yeah, th- these are people, you know, these are people that I stumbled upon o- along my journey. But, um, so, yeah. You're a trash individual, but you're. <laughs> great at picking mu- music, yeah. movies, you're, and TV shows. And your music. TV shows and your movies. Your, your music, your TV shows. Chef's kiss, cause yeah. I'll be putting people on, but like boy, I ain't never heard of this. This nigga Jeezy. <laughs> I put on. <laughs> put on, but so yeah, a Rhode Island born and killer Cali raised. Shout out to John B. So his dad was a uh a music professor. Uh his mother was a concert pianist. I gotta say pianist. No, it's pianist. It's pianist. Yes. Sister. I know you're uncomfortable saying it, <laughs> that but pause. that's what it is. It's a pianist. Yes. <laughs> his sister's a cellist. Yeah. No violinist. His brother's a cellist. Same people. Yeah. And then uh, John B. Uh, mastered the uh, the keyboard, the guitar, and the drums. So. Should have stuck with that. He did. He was producing, what? You he know produced, what I, boy. You know what I mean. <clears throat> we'll get there. So he can only listen to classical music in his household. Uh, when they moved over to the West Coast, uh, his grandparents had a record store. So that's how he was exposed to uh, like the the Bee Gees, um, Earth, Wind & Fire and all that. So he pretty much got a more well-roundedness when he got to Killer Cali. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there was some uh, some pushback. I think he was with L.A. County uh, High School. I uh, was getting teased um, in regards to his, you know, whiteness being in a, I guess, a predominantly black um, area. So the parents took him out of that, put him over to a uh, school of arts uh, where he joined a gospel choir. I love how he says getting teased and not saying I got my ass whooped. Yeah, you over in uh, L.A., but I know that they weren't just teasing you. Oh, you're white. They was putting hands on that boy. Hands and feet. <laughs> yeah you and this is the uh this is the 80s this is the 80s <laughs> yeah this is when cripping yeah and this, blooding was real yeah this nigga he got stomped out i'm sure i'm sure i'm i'm 10 toes positive that he got stomped out yeah you don't get pulled from the school if they just say oh man you white because i got because i got teased they what they didn't like your uh jensen's uh backpack they just took it <laughs> They probably whooped his ass and stole his uh, wallabies. <laughs> what are these, cuz? You ain't got the chucks on, cuz? So, yeah. So, uh, they crip rocked all over him. So, they took him out. His mom's, his pa- parents took him out, put him over to the uh, they school They did of to arts. him what Woody did to that kid when he, <laughs> he got kicked out of the <laughs> We will not. <laughs> we will not to big up Goobin and his goofiness. At so, least you know my baby ain't no punk. <laughs> all right, so you're going to be in jail. Goddamn, getting. <laughs> Momo. 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 <laughs> I ain't mean to do that. <laughs> Tell my mama I'm sorry. Exactly. You're going to be singing that, boy. <laughs> Trying to get the jazz to lighten his sentence. Uh. <laughs> That's what he's going to be that night time. <laughs> so, yeah, so they moved him to the uh, School of Arts. He joined a gospel choir. As a, because after you get your ass whooped, you do find Christ. Then you got to sing, bro. You got to let that out. 
So uh, his uh, one of his teachers was a member of the Fifth Element. Or the fifth dimension, not the fifth element. That's the movie with <laughs> damn. Uh, I was. Uh, did you see me put my hand down here? The fifth dimension. Age of, of Aquarius. Aquarius. The age of Aquarius. Doesn't this sound like the plot to Sister Act? In reverse. <laughs> Doesn't this sound like the plot? To Sister Act, and he was the white boy talking about boom, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I used to be saying that. Uh, little hey, Mary had a little, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. No, Mary had a little lamb who's sweet white snow, and everyone that Mary with the lamb was trying to go, hey, yeah. Yeah, okay, that that makes sense. Yeah, okay, okay. So he went to the uh. What was, the, what was that school called? Uh, the music, the School of Arts. I'm talking about it in Sister Act. I know it was like the nuns. Uh, neither, n- n- that's, a, that's a private school. Oh, okay. But yeah, it does sound like that. So yeah, so, uh, so the sister from uh, the Fifth Dimension, Age of Aquarius. So uh, she taught him how to sing. Mm. We'll get to that. That's what he said. She taught him how to sing. Well, that's what I read. She taught him how to sing. The boy can warble. So then, I think he was singing at a uh, like a contest or whatever. He got booed off stage. Nah, goddamn, he won. I think he won that boy. And goddamn, Troop, goddamn, Troop. Steve Russell. Troop discovered that boy. No, the not lead, Troop. The lead singer from Steve Troop. Russell. I just wanted to put the name out there. But thank you for knowing who Steve Russell. Uh, you know how I feel about Drew. The sky, the stars are bright. It was better than to be a You know I didn't lost my mind to be at ease. And let this journey set me free. Set me free. Set me free. That alone I've been lonely. Be oh, my heart is away. I'm searching for a love that's ever more, ever more. Oh! <laughs> I can't believe you know that, but don't know no after seven. But we'll get <laughs> I just you. know the hats. Just I just the know the hats. hats. I just know the hats. We'll get you there. <clears throat> so yeah, so at this time he producing music, uh, putting together demos. Yeah. Um, out here, out here in the streets, uh, in the in the lobbies, looking, waiting for people to come out to be like, hey, boom, please listen to my demo. Please, please, please listen to my demo. Help, as, or as Cuban Link said. A su- ghetto as a summer, sour amaretto. Mommy, listen to my demo. Hello. That's probably what he had on that. That's, that's what that nigga said. That's probably what he, that's his, his spiel. And then he was like, hey, I used to do this back in the day. So uh, Cuban put it in his rhymes. Why do you still have a demo though? I mean, this is like early 90s. 
No, I'm talking about Cuban Link at that point. No, I'm saying John was like, hey, I used to say this when I tried to. So John gave Cuban. Wrote, he gave him the ball. He gave him the verse. Right. Okay. So, so okay. yeah. So uh, then uh, I think, um, what is uh, Booby Fassay's uh, ex-wife? What's it's her name? Tr- Tracy it's- Edmonds. Tracy, Tracy, Tracy. A lot of stuff going through my mind right now. So Tracy Edmonds hears of John B, puts it in booby for say. And when we say booby for say, we fuck up people's name on purpose. This is the main podcast. So booby for say, a.k.a. baby face. Mm-hmm. Um, catch baby. <laughs> catches the face. Uh, catches the face. Catches the, <laughs> <laughs> catches the face. Catches. Baby face catches wind of uh-huh. John, Jonathan B. Uh-huh. At the top. Uh-huh. Jonathan B. Mm-hmm. So uh gets the demo. He's like, oh man. Hello. Oh, man. <laughs> it's Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so uh he's like, oh man, boy I can sign. Well, who it is? Who it is? So come to find out he was white. And I was like, oh, okay, well, we ain't worried about that. He can sign, but we can do something. So I just wanna uh I know this is not what I'm supposed to do with this, but if a nigga who can't sing tell you you can sing. <laughs> you can't sing. You, re- you can't sing because anybody worth they salt will tell you that Booby Fassay is not a good singer. Mm-hmm. He he write hit he write hats. <laughs> right hits. He bro. make hats. He got a plethora of hats. He make but hats, but not he, hats, but hats. He cannot sing. Got you. So uh I wrote down um are John and Booby the R and B M and Dre? Because we know the story about Eminem and Dr. Dre. How you know it's like, oh, he's a white boy. They took a chance on him. Like, oh, he white. Oh, okay. No, no, because Eminem wore that yellow jumpsuit for five <laughs> days in a row. I, I know the story too. <laughs> he flew out there with his last. Jonathan was just there. He was already in the yeah in the mix. Just because you got your ass whooped like a year before that doesn't make you no. So he was Kid Ray. <laughs> if they don't pull him out of the school, he would have been dead in a year. Be dead in a year. <laughs> so he was Kid Ray. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Absolutely. <clears throat> so uh, interesting thing I found. Uh, what you say, boo? What you say, boo? When he wrote it, sixteen. It was on his demo. Interesting. Not just that was on his demo, but we'll get there. Okay. So they bring him into the mix. Uh, Tracy signs him to uh, Yamba. Was that Yaba? What is it? Yaba. Yaba. I thought it was like two words. It's Yaba. I thought it was two words, like yam, yam, yam. Yum yum. No, it's not yum yum. Yeah, yab yum. Yab yum. I was like, I know it's two Y's in there. Yab yum. Let me look at it. Yab up yum. To be correct. Yeah, get it yeah, right. Yeah, it's Don't yab yum. Yab yum. Okay. Yab yum. So he starts off as a as a writer, and it literally means mother father. Mm. African? No, uh, Tibetan. Okay. Okay. Shout out. So yeah, Biom. So they sign him and uh, they put him in the mix uh, as a writer and a producer. 
So he's writing for, uh, producing for New Edition, Color Me Bad, Tony Braxton, a living legend. Let me put some respect on her name. You seen how I did that in the group chat, right? Yeah, you be putting that extra on there. It's not extra. <laughs> when you say Tony Braxton, you need to put that behind her name. That's what it is. Are you willing to box for that? I'm. That's a hill I'm willing to die on any day. Tony Braxton, living legend. Does she, uh, you work for her? No. So what's up? Okay. So Tony B, TLC, and after seven. The East Coast family. <laughs> Tony B, TLC. The East Coast family. That's what it sounded like you were getting at there. And after seven. So, <clears throat> so, uh, so yes, he's in the background producing, writing uh, some hits. Oh, yeah, the boy made hats. He made some hats. So he was a kind of like a, a Booby Jr., but not to the degree of Booby Jr. I mean, a Booby. But he was he was producing some hats because these no, are some. No, he he made hats. Because these are some heavy hitters. Like like he made hats. I'm not even say, upset with him. He made hats. You say Tony Braxton, living legend, living TLC, legend. and got down after seven. Yes. He up there. Yes. It's not like he was just like, hey, I had this little group. You left out a huge. The Spice Girls. Okay. That was later on though. No, but I'm just that like, was. In the nineties. No, I'm saying later on, like this was like ninety three. Oh, okay. That was yeah. like ninety eight. No, that was, was like ninety six. They only had two albums. Oh, I don't I didn't I never listened to the Spice Girls. Yeah. Okay. So thank you for adding that piece to it. You're welcome. So then he uh hits us with his first album, Bonafide. Oh, we'll boy, get we'll you get to that. Had nobody with that. <laughs> we'll get into that on the third segment. Um so I said they had him looking like a uh Latin the Latin sensation, but He's that he's racially ambiguous as a motherfucker. Had him out here looking like Antonio Banderas, but on the first go round, on the first album, Antonio Banderas, or a lost member of NSYNC, or John Connor's father from Terminator. He could have been John Connor's. (laughs) What's that boy name? Jonathan. I don't know that, that played in Terminator 2. I don't know that he man. He was in, um, he used to hang around Corey Feldman and all that. I don't know that man. Oh, you don't know him? I don't know that man. Oh, okay. All right. But yeah, that's what he looked like. They had him looking like that on the first, on the first go round. They didn't have him. When you come as you are, shout out to Nirvana, that nigga came as he was. He's a white man. He looked like a white boy. Latin. He look Latin. He does not. Boy, look at them. Uh, this is this is fabricated. That, that's that's uh, that's this second is fa- album. This that's is fabric- second album. Yeah, this is no, that's third album. This is pleasures you like. Yeah, that's third. This album. is fabrication at this point. <laughs> On the first album cover, he looks white. But when you look at the uh, like someone you love video, he look Latin. Like like I said, that's why I said Latin sensation. He look like your son. I wish we could make this bigger. I can share the screen, but let me let me use these feet. Let me utilize yeah, these features. Like you can <laughs> see, like he had the like kind of curly hair. Which picture are you looking on at? On the Bonafide album cover, where he looked like he getting dressed to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, got damn Antonio Banderas. Let me pull this up. You go back to the share screen. I'm still learning. 
You see this, so they can see this. So this look like a this look like a Latin man. This don't look like. Why no do white we man. have two separate albums? I'm just saying. I just pulled this one out. I saw the. No, other. that he looks because you can see his face more on this than the Bonafide album cover. No, I'm talking about this. Yeah, the Bonafide album cover. Yeah, you. This man. I'll get, I'll this pull is it up. racially ambiguous as fuck. Tell me, this don't look like the kid. Hold on, let me pull it up real quick. So the so the memes can see it. <clears throat> Zoom in on that joint. Can you tell me that don't look like the kid? Yeah, it looked like uh Sudo. Yeah, that's my son, Sudo. It looks like the it looks like the kid. So yeah, they had him out here looking like the Latin sensation. That's that's racially ambiguous. That's a mixed kid. All right, but that's ninety five. So nine seven, they blackened the homie up. I think he did that to himself. Yeah, he did that himself. He did say he's like, "Hey man, this is the style, you know. This I just want to, you know. I want to be me. Want to be me." So yeah, so uh, cool, relax album. That's where most people know him from, mm-hmm. especially my our generation. Yes, because that uh, the they don't know. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, he had the had the low cut mm-hmm. with the relaxer on there. Yes, that's a Caesar. With the uh, no, he had the taper. Caesar, that's a Caesar. Caesar is even. He had a taper. I get haircuts, man. I get haircuts. Been getting them for a long time. It's a taper. So yeah, so uh so uh <laughs> I put uh respect me. <laughs> respect me. That's what you really just did. <laughs> respect me. <laughs> if you understand uh Tommy Davidson is like uh what if uh what meme did we do that? Damn, that was season five, six. Tommy Davidson, Ellen and Philly, where he's talking about it. it'd be funny if you know the more the, the more cornbread you eat, the blacker you get. Hey, that white boy, John B. That's what I'm saying. No, the white boy in the audience. Oh, people are gonna look at my face. <laughs> John B. <laughs> but yeah, Brandon, are you all right? <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm good. Hey, have another piece of cornbread. Respect me. Give me some. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is, give me. <laughs> Guys talking trash. <laughs> so I look at them right. <laughs> so the black you get more you get black as you eat more cornbread. So so he ate cornbread. So John John B ate some cornbread between Bonafide and Goddamn Cool Relax album. So he got he the black end up. So yeah, so Goddamn. So cool, relax happens in '97. Then we move into uh, the neo soul phase. So he had, uh, which I didn't know about. So he had a group called uh, Jack Herrera. Herrera, H E R R E R, H E R R E R R A. Jack Herrera. I thought it was Carrera. So if those that want to go look it up, Captain Jack Sparrow. Who was that? It's a movie, Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, goddamn, Johnny. Johnny Deep. Okay. So, <laughs> you ain't no cop, Jay Reed. So yeah, so uh so he had a, a group, a Neo Soul group in the 99 2000s. Mm-hmm. Uh he had a album called Retro Futuristo. Um and then Get Supporter was released by the label. They was like, Hey, fuck is you doing? <laughs> what fuck is you doing? Fuck is you proving? So yeah, they pretty much hit him with that. Um, so that never saw the light of day. And then um, it was uh, Jamiroquo inspired, which inspired Remy Shan. 
Now take we br- a message. Take a message from my love. Take a message from my love. If y'all weren't born in the 80s, 90s, boy, y'all know about Remy Shan, boy. Y'all need to get put on, boy. So, yeah, Remy Shan, boy. <laughs> Not worth it. Uh-uh. Yeah, we need to do a wish and wild wipe for Remy. Anyway, that would be the same as doing the uh one for fuck you, you hoe. I don't want you back. Uh, 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 oh, yeah. What's that guy's name? Who is that? I don't know. Who was that? I was about to ask you the same thing. Who was that? Yeah, look that up. You know that guy. You know this song. Fuck all the presents. They don't mean shit now. He came out as the same year as Sean Kingston. I ain't, that wasn't my era. <laughs> I wasn't listening to music like that. So, so yeah, so he uh, tries it with the uh, the Neo Soul. It was like, nah, fam, what is you doing? I actually listened to it. Amon, Amon. That you, name sounds Yeah, right. you know the song. We'll listen to it after. I'll play it to you. Okay. So, yeah, he um, went to Remy Shan route before Remy Shan. They told him no, and then Remy Shan came out strong. So... Did he? Well, shit, we we never heard John B on the Remy tip or the Jim Mirror quote. So let me not keep saying the Remy the Remy tip because he came he came he came through with the with the neo soul before Remy. I feel like there are reasons why you didn't hear that project. Yeah, because well, the record label was like, "Hey, cause you don't get to us, just you just hit us with they don't know. Are you still dying? You hit us with what you say, boo. Then you over here trying to do this. Uh, well, this isn't shit? a part of your contract, so you don't just get to drop a band album, right? Without speaking to us, <laughs> he's like, "Hey, man, I'm gonna turn this out, man." Right? You <laughs> don't you don't get to do that. Who that's the fuck it that's is, not gonna asshole. qualify as one of the albums that are in your contract. But that's white privilege. Well, it didn't happen, so they hit him with the black side. Like, Ex- but he thought that's white privilege to where he thought he could just be like that. Hey. He could just put a group together and 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 drop that album, mm-hmm. and everything was gonna be all hunky dory. Mm. Honky dory. Yeah, I was about to say uh, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. <clears throat> so yeah, so he tried it, didn't work. And then uh, two thousand one, he hit us with the uh, pleasures you like, which he pretty much moved more into the hip hop space, which is my name. Kim Arena Nike. Uh, then after that, um, pretty much uh, parted ways with the label. Um, went independent uh, at one point, signed with uh, Matthew Knowles, Beyonce's father, and pretty much been doing his thing ever since. Just doing independent. Um, and then uh, one thing that I found out was he owned, he wrote and produced everything, and he owns. Mm-hmm. everything for the most part as i told you guys say i can say whatever i want but joe nathan is out here getting those bucks and that is pun intended and that is also the truth ruth, ruth. <laughs> so yeah so much respect do enough respect enough shout out to juice because so, he yeah. got it so as we see, this is Drake's father, because Drake then took pages out of John B's page or playbook. Well, John B never acted. Well, I'm just saying, like, in regards to the music. So it's like, Drake keeps everything in-house. Mm. And he pretty well, we already know he has writers, but that's in-house, too. Mm-hmm. 
So he has his own writers. His forty is the producer, and everything is in house. You don't really see him. He'll work with other people, but everything, like all his smashes, is on him. Forty okay. produced it, so it's like he owns that. So he's getting a large cut of all of that. Okay. So, but we'll get into more of that. So we can go into uh, segment two, a one, a two, a one, two, three, four. Me, on her. It's not unsung. Me, on her. Me, on her. Me, on her. Me, on her. I messed up. <laughs> but there'll be plenty of time to try again. Oh, I'm on Aaliyah. So, memifying the unsigned interviews. That includes the Vlad interview as well. Okay. So, first things first. I Papa freaks all, all the honeys. All the honeys. Dummies. Playboy bunnies. Those, Those wanting money. money. Those are lot. Anyway. So, the narrative. Mm-hmm. I think he controlled it very well. well. What narrative are you talking about? Make sure we're on the same page. Um... He did a great job of doing what colonizers do, mm-hmm. which is playing the victim. <clears throat> okay. Now, uh, funny enough, I was um, randomly on, uh, I think it was on TikTok or it could have been IG or whatever, one of those platforms. And uh, there was a video of Mike Jiggy. Mm-hmm. He was uh, doing an interview or he was about to do an interview and it was asking him about touring. He's like, oh, man, I hate touring, you know, uh, you don't get to sleep. I'm catching flights and, you know, I'm in different time zones. I don't get to rest. And it's just constantly. And it was like, no, Michael, Michael, don't say that. We need you to be more positive. He was like, I don't like this shit. So why I got to be positive? He's like, hey, they was like, hey, you know, this is going out to, you know, the world. So we want you to, you know, you know, brighten it up for the most part. So but funny. the nigga said he was tired. But you fucking tired. You fucking tired. Right. But funny enough, I watched that. I saw that. And then I go to watch this last night, the uh, John B. Unsung joint. And that pretty much was in my mind. Like, so it was the narrative of like, and they kept throwing it in there. So that's why I say it's a narrative. So um, the, I guess you can call it, quote unquote, because I don't, I don't use the term, whatever, reverse racism. Mm-hmm how hard it was for him to get in or be accepted first to be accepted because mm-hmm. he was white, mm-hmm. uh, to get into the industry because he was white. How, what are we going to do with him because he was white? But it's like, that doesn't make any sense. Again, he did a great job of controlling the narrative to make himself look as if he was the victim. You came in. It wasn't hard for you. You came in, you wrote songs. Mm-hmm. Those songs were given to big name acts. You were credited right away as being a writer and producer of those songs. You didn't have to go back and fight to get the credits for that, mm-hmm. as most black acts have to. Mm-hmm. So wherein lies you having a hard time? Yeah, it was like I can peep, and then like I said, I understand this is like TV. So they, I get it. I do get that. So I do it was get like that. okay, I keep hearing like even the because it was like pretty much everybody there was black. 
that was on the the unsung joint and it was like oh soul brother and oh man um they were turning him down because because he was white his no demo. they weren't I'm like what no they no that and and it, it didn't happen <laughs> so i immediately thought i was like you know we know the history uh whites have stolen all of the music rock and roll appropriation blues. Mm-hmm. they've stolen all the music credited it for themselves like they created rock and roll blues which was actually chubby checker but jazz and pretty much anything else and it's like i was like well maybe if this is true in regards to the john b narrative maybe john is just reaping the uh the, the karma from what has been done prior to if this is the case because it's like this has been done for to us for eons Mm -hmm. so maybe this is just the karma so i can look at it from that lens but at the same time i'm like it can't be like and who because we not really in a position to say yay or nay because correct because even uh booby facet and uh tracy was like yeah they brought him in so it wasn't like they was like well you know we didn't really rock with him like that they was like yeah i heard this say he could sing and And it wasn't as if he came up on some underground label with some uh, you know unknown people mm-hmm. you came up with tracy and kenneth edmonds mm-hmm. Powerhouse. your first fucking single featured Babyface, and Babyface didn't even star in the fucking video my nigga twirling around in the chair so let stop it so yeah that's why i kind of was like uh nah and then even if uh if it's if it's these if it's the white execs that's turning you down it can't be because of you because you're white but we'll bring that back around in we'll, a we'll get there because i i got a lot about that because there there was a narrative mm-hmm. and it was like that somebody threw out there white guys can't sing r&b so i'm like who said that I know ain't no black person say that. I want to be clear in what I'm about to say. White people can sing R&B, but you should have the ability to sing, to be singing R&B. Bobby Caldwell. I'm not mad at Jonathan Buck for singing R&B. I'm mad at Jonathan Buck for singing R&B so terribly. When I think of white people singing R&B, I'm thinking Bobby Codwell. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking Michael McDonald, my nigga. George I'm, Michaels, boy. I'm thinking Justin, I'm thinking people who can actually sing. Mm-hmm. So for you to get mad at Robin Thicke in your interview, for that was stupid. We didn't get mad at him. It was stupid. They didn't get mad. They, they they have respect. They're friends. They're good. So, <clears throat> um, so boom. So he gets on. Uh, he tells the story how he got on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the bona fide album again. As I said in the first segment, you know, Booby Fasay was like, "Hey, you know, you do your thing. You got how you come in and be like, hey, we're gonna let you do your thing.' But <laughs> but it was hard for you." Like, yeah, because it's like most people, when you understand the record label, it's like, hey. They're going to guide everything. Yes. And, oh, now they ain't going to be no single. Now, nah, now nah, you need to redo They're that. They're going to guide yeah. everything. So 
So yeah, so not I, take one song from your debut album and repurpose it three different ways for three different artists right. on three different albums and so, give you writing credits on all three songs. But you know. So yeah, so he not, not uh, Grammy nominated for Someone to Love uh with with booby for say uh then we had the um well we'll get into the uh the music in the third segment but so he goes into the uh the second album cool relax the 97 album and uh he's like hey you know um i want to change my look this is what's in this is what's popping yeah 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 a choice he made right then uh it's like hey you know i want to go more hip-hop you know i want to appeal to because this is what i've been around this is what i've uh grew up listening to we're not just listening to but being around in, in um Altadena, mm-hmm. um, this is all I've been around. So it's like, hey, I just want to be me. I, and plus, I want to get out of the shadows of Booby Fassay because everybody was looking at him as the white baby face. Like, oh, you sound like baby face. You, you under, his, under his wing. You know that means you can't sing, right? Because you say baby can't sing. But also, he, what what I think that... Again, he did a great job of controlling the narrative for people who aren't free thinkers by saying, I want to go and look and dress how what's in you put yourself in a position to either be accepted or not be accepted. Mm -hmm. White people uh, dressing hip hoppy makes me feel like you know that lady that tried to teach us to dance <laughs> it makes me it makes me feel very much like that so he put this his, is hip-hop yes mm. and i went to a club one time right and they were all loose nobody was stiff and that's hip-hop like you he put himself in a position to be made to be accepted or not be accepted you did not have to dress overly hip-hop-ish because your talent should speak for you you chose a gimmick he chose his own gimmick but that's what he was around though it worked now going back to uh nine seven because that's when i was introduced now of course i heard someone someone to love on the radio but i never watched the video i never seen the video prior to the first time mm-hmm. me seeing uh seeing john b was the uh they don't know video so what were your thoughts like when you first well when you heard you saw that image and that uh that video and that song um i want to be clear about something i don't know why i hate black and white videos I hate like that aesthetic. Mm-hmm. It makes me sad. And I saw it the first time I ever saw someone to love. It was on the box. Shout out to the box. And it came on after Madonna's human nature video. When Madonna tried to go hip hop, I'll play it for you later. Um, I didn't understand what was happening, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't realize that he was the singer. Like how niggas got bamboozled by Bobby Caldwell. 
Because I never knew until you years later. Like, what's a white what? Yeah, like how niggas got bamboozled by Bobby Cotwell. I was kerfluffled. You've been hoodwinked. <laughs> and then I saw um, the pretty girl video also came on the box. And I was like, yo, it's him. Antonio Banderas. I didn't think he was Antonio. <laughs> Banderas. I didn't th- <laughs> Banderas down. I didn't think it was, it wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. I was a kid. What What do I know from bad? Gotcha. Yeah, I was like, when I first saw it, I was like, I love the, the gear, the drip. I want to dress like that. And so off to uh, what's the name of that store? Big T. No, what's the name of the store that sold the big fucking pants? Oh, the Jinkos. <laughs> off no. to that store, got some Jinko jeans. Did you? Well, Jinkos. Well, mine weren't like in super the, uh, uh, flared out. In the denim ensembles. <laughs> but yeah, I stepped my game up in nine eight. Nine eight nine seven nine eight, so yeah, so yeah, I, I pretty much appreciated the uh, the hip hop aesthetics, the the um, the gear. Um, it was like, normal. It's a, a fly, brother. You know? I thought it was. I thought it was, I thought I thought it was, it was normal. Dude. Like I wasn't even being like I wasn't upset. I thought it was normal. Mm-hmm. High Five had a black and white video out at that. It was very sad. It was a sad time in '95. Wasn't uh did uh Aaron Halls, came out in ninety five. The Aaron Hall's I miss you was that black and white and some some yes oh, okay that was a sad song. It uh, it's a, it was a sad time. High Five had unconditional love come out at that time, and that was a black and white video. It was a sad time. Nine five, but and then Tupac broke the mirror and tossed it up, and things ain't <laughs> things it ain't been the same. Been the same. <laughs> Damn, damn, Pac. So speaking of Pac, uh, nice uh for the uh, cool relax. Are you still down? Two thousand one. No, we talking about ninety seven. Okay. The first. Are you still down? Okay. The song. Okay. Right. <laughs> the album came out like ninety eight, ninety seven, which didn't make no sense. So you talking about? The, I'm talking about the Tupac album. Oh, the one with RL. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that was dope. I fucked with that out. Okay. Uh, but um, they talk about how him and Tupac connected for the song. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just a, after he died and they threw him a verse and they put Well, it he says his name. Yeah. He wants you, John. She wants you, John. So, yeah. So that was an interesting story of how that came about. Uh, he was in NY. He had a homeboy that knew Pac was like, hey, homie. I'm down here at the uh, How Do You Want It video. I'm at the stew. Nah, they ain't the stew, but they was at the video. That's different. Oh, with Casey and Jaja. <laughs> and Jaja. Had Heather Hunter there. He had all the women there. So he uh, came Those down. weren't women, sir. <laughs> <laughs> he had all the honeys there. So, porn stars. So, um... John make it all, all the way to the uh, to the video shoot meets Pac and um he's playing some beats for Pac. Pac start freestyling, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, hey man, we're gonna, you know, get up and do some music. 
And he was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I, you know, everybody say that. And then, like, a couple of weeks later, he gets to get a phone call, like, hey, come down to the studio, da 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 So he said that um, he pull up, hop out, he see a Bentley, and then the, uh, the driver's seat was the Bonafide album. Now, I thought about that. I said, what if Pac would have Cleo'd that shit and <laughs> threw that shit out? And his shit was on the ground when he got out the car. You know, I think Are You Still Down is what uh, killed Pac, but, you know. Is that what your meme, meme spiracy theory is coming in? Is that it's where, part of it. Okay. It's right. part of it. So, yeah. So, when I say Cleo, we're talking about uh, Set, set it, it Off. off. I just, suggest you. We just did that show. Uh, meme number nine, Trey. Go go listen to that. But, yeah, he said that uh, Pac had the Bonafide album sitting in the the seat. The I can't seat. believe Pac wanted to work with him after listening to that. Well, he wanted to work with him before that. He probably he probably heard the the hits right before, but after listening to that and hearing a grown man sing about waking up wet. Segment three coming. So he go through. He go. You know, he pop up to the stew and uh, got the beats, playing some beats for him, and then uh, Johnny J or the Fantasy on Elm Street. <laughs> Johnny J put on the Are You Still Down beat. And he was like, and, uh, John B was like, hey, man, fuck my beats. <laughs> that shit is popping for the most part, paraphrasing. So then they started to, you know, connect and, you know, talk about, you know, pretty much structuring the song, what we want to talk about. Da, 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 da. Who's that boy that Mary J. Blige has sex with? Danny Boy? Uh, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. We ain't out here uh, gossiping. Allegedly, but I ho- I heard a story from Christ last week mm-hmm. that that was supposed to be Danny Boy's song. With Are You Still Down Beat? Yeah. Hmm? Hmm? Interesting. See, Christ, you was here, but you can explain. Yeah, some more depth, I, I heard a story from Christ. It was like a quick phone call. Mm-hmm. When I told when I told him in the group chat I was finna call him, mm-hmm. that's what he told me. And then he was like, I'll call you back. And didn't. You know how Christ does. Right. So, yeah. So, um, so yeah. So, they was in the, in the studio. Uh, they vibed out, did the song. Now, John tells a story like that, you know, they was drinking Hennessy, whatnot. And, you know, he was getting drunk. And, uh, and anything's possible. And he was uh, slurring words and couldn't get it get it together and Pac pretty much had to put his foot down like hey no more no more Hennessy for John I need you to sing it right now as I did with the uh, the Jackson series I was able to get my hands on the in the Jackson series um because you remember the uh the scene where they were singing the uh <laughs> singing the uh the national anthem mm-hmm. so I actually found a uh, real recording of that and played it on the show can you please put the shit up on Spotify uh, I got other stuff to do. I got the videos. Just got the videos up. Nigga, you been off. It don't matter. Shit, don't want to lay lay down and chill, but but um. So I was able to get my hands on the uh the national anthem from the Jacksons. I played that. So you're about to play me some raw buck vocals. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ready. So as I said, <coughs> John B was fucking up, slurring words because he was drunk. Pac was like, "Hey man, I need y'all get this right." So you ready? I'm never ready. <laughs> Are you Reggie? <laughs> Dad, how'd I get to this shit? Let me uh got some new sounds. You ready? I'm ready. Let me hear the song. 
Let me hear the song now. Oh, we don't have a song. <laughs> you don't uh, have one? No. Then make one up. Uh, 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 uh. Farewell for beauty. Academy. You can do better than that. I said, Wilford Beauty Academy. Wilford Beauty Academy. Academy. That was from, you know, that's from. <laughs> Are you right? Nigga, what was that? Living color. <laughs> Your boy Tommy. I had steeled myself to listen to some. He thought it was some actual vocals. That I was about to hear some. <laughs> Un uh, unengineered <laughs> raw buck vocals. It's the same thing with the uh, the national anthem. That's probably not it. Was it really the national anthem? Of course not. <laughs> that was the beauty of it. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> okay. So Pac made him get it together get it together so yes so boom so yes so he picked it up he got it together okay um so boom they laid down the song done boom two weeks later pot gets hit up so one of the things that was said on the unsang it joint are you still down is what killed Pac. We'll get into that. Well, you will get into that. That's your meme conspiracy theory. Uh, somebody said John was the last person in the studio with Pac. I was like, "What?" Again, I understand it's TV, and you got to be dramatic. But it's like two weeks later he gets killed. But I'm like, Pac was in the studio every day. So I was like, the person that said that it was a brother that said that. I was like, "Hey, John was the last person that Pac was in the studio with." I'm like. Come on, son. So yeah, so nigga, the uh, what was the name of his group with Qaddafi and them? Oh, the Outlaws. They all <clears throat> they had a project getting ready to come out. One I'm Nation. sure. Yeah, the One Nation album. Everybody was in the studio with Pac on the East Coast. Uh, Buck, um, goddamn, uh, goddamn, what's that boy name? Um, from fucking uh, Black Moon. I keep thinking about Buck Wild, but that's uh, starring Buck, the uh, radio personalities. Anyway, but yeah, he was in the studio with them. Um, Red Man, uh, Method Man, all of them doing the East Coast One Nation album. So, so Pac was always in the studio. So boom, Pac get. But every time somebody does an interview that has to pertain with to Pac, they'll be like, "I was the last person in the studio with him." I talked to him while he was in the car, right before he got. Like shot. he hung up on the car phone with me, <laughs> and he was like, "I love you." And then he got shot. I heard the shots. So yeah, I was the last person to come in the hospital room. It was like he was waiting on me before his heart gave out. So yeah, so boom, uh Pac get hit up, he dies. We already know the story about that. 
So now before Pac dies or gets hit or fakes his death, um, John pretty much turned the album in, turned the song in, whatever, and then the record labels was like, oh, no, you know, um, we don't know the image, you know, Pac, thug, you know, thug style, you know, we don't want that image, you over here with the baby face and all that, so we want to separate, and then, you know, it was like, hey, John was like, hey, you know, this is what's, this is the future, this is the future, because nobody, because he said nobody was really doing songs like that. Where well you he did mention uh Meth and, and Mary J, you're all I need, but no one like she just sang the hook for the most part. He rapped. This is actually him him singing and Pac rapping. So it was more you're not saying he and he also made it clear like this is not the first time this has happened. They're not saying that he's the first that did to do it. So what is he saying? Because it he's sounds saying, like, like he was saying a was bunch really of words. It, but he was like nobody's like really done it to that level. That's what he's saying. What level? Where you have the R and B singing, and somebody in a rapper come into a verse. Right now, he mentioned Rakim and Jody Watley. Uh, we have uh, Grand Pooba and Mary J. But before, or at that time, and a little bit before that, it was just like, hey, what year did the Fu- Fuji's come out? Um, well, they came out in like early '90s with their first album, and then the score was '96. Okay. Continue, John, because you're you're talking, John's and it's like, like not nobody listening. Nobody's listening. Okay, <laughs> okay, John, I'm I'm okay, okay. Like it. Mm. So yes, so the push the record labels was pushing back. It was like, nah, fam, you know we we can't do this. I was giving them all the excuses. Then you know. Pac passes, then it was like, hey man, we got we, we got to put this out. It. We got to put this out, yeah. bro. We got to capitalize on this. I'm death. glad they kept it in the tuck. So they held it, but they put it out, and then they did a video for it. And then John was like, he didn't want to do it because it felt like disrespectful. But then Afini gave him his blessings and was like, hey, you know, Pac played this for me. He don't really play his music for me, but he played this song for me, um, and that's the reason why Pac posthumous album was called are you still down because, because she, she liked, liked that right so that was an interesting story in regards to that so I was like, all right cool um but oh we was in, we, i was the last person well he didn't john didn't say that out of his mouth but the person that said that was like yeah john was the last person that was in the studio with Pop. like he got shot that night so it was like like he walked out the studio and got shot <laughs> right so yes so i, I just my compliments to the chef for this nigga's narrative. Like when I say caping for colonizers, this is what I mean. This nigga's story is great. Even though it's, it sounds like sister act. Mm-hmm. This nigga's story is great in the, in the, the twisting of the narrative of this is even better. So, also something interesting in regards to the Are You Still Down was uh, Pac was harmonizing and telling John how to sing his parts. 
So I found that interesting. I was like, okay, melodic Pac out here uh, singing tunes. So I was like, boy, if Pac was a lot today, which he might be, uh, what what would he be doing? Would he jumped into singing and rapping? Or was he already singing? Who? Pac. He had points where he would try to harmonize, but he wasn't singing. But but for to hear that he was telling John how to sing in certain pockets and how you wanted it, it was like, okay, Pac out here writing songs, boy. Out here writing R and B ballads, so so that's what happened with the uh, the Are you still so down? I I would like to um, call Basura on whoever Basura yeah would okay. love to call that Basura on whoever said that he was the last person to be in a studio with Tupac because Tupac signed in and out of a studio on September 6th, 1996, the day before he was murdered. Can you say that one more time? Tupac signed in and out, signed in mm-hmm. and out of a studio in LA mm-hmm. on September 6th, mm-hmm. 1996. There were two people on the ledger with him. Who was it? Jimmy Henchman and Spice One. Okay, Spice One. Okay. Jimmy wasn't a rapper, but Spice One was. He's management. Right. Wait a minute. That can't be. Pac had beef with Jimmy. So how was he in the same vicinity? It's saying that he was also at that studio. He was also at that recording studio. <clears throat> Nah, because Pac was, because uh, he felt Jimmy Henchman had something to do with him getting shot in 95. So it why would Jimmy be there? there? And you, he pretty much shitted on Jimmy on the Against All Odds song. So why would Jimmy and Pac be in the same vicinity? I don't know. I have questions about that. Says, eh. mm. They were recording for the Seven Day Theory. <laughs> but he got dissed on the Seven Day Theory. But anyway, anyway, I just work here. <laughs> we bring facts to the table. So I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just challenging. I'm giving what I'm giving what Jujul is giving me. Even if Jimmy wasn't there. You weren't the last person to record with Pac. Hmm. OK, well, thank you for that uh, detective work, ma'am. We appreciate it. Thank you. Who the fuck is James Roseman? Yeah, that's Jimmy Hinchman. That's his real name? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So <clears throat> then, uh, so going into the, uh, well, part of the Blatt interview, because they all pretty much tying together, but uh, he mentions the uh, Robin Thicke versus um, John B situation where, you know, John B was like, you know, that's the homie. Um, I felt like when he first started that, being that John B, well, not John B, but Robin Thicke came under, was groomed and brought in under baby, baby face, booby for say, um, that he was stealing some of his, his, his light. But there was no issue with him. And, you know, people were bringing up in interviews as if, you know, we need to go at each other. But at the same time, it was like, but you confirmed it. It was like understanding the story of, you know, John B coming in the game pretty much doing what he wanted to do and and uh, writing all his songs, producing, having creative control pretty much over everything and 
uh, you know, some of the things he was doing, like the record label was like, ah, we don't really feel like that's the right move, but it Let allowed him to do it anyway. So it seemed like uh, after like the uh, cool relax, when he pretty much started to work on the Neo soul and then the pleasures you like, um, he pretty much, the record label was pretty much just pushed back as like, as they said in the, in the documentary, like the, the blacker he became, he pretty much began to spiral downward in regards to the uh, the charts. So it was like, okay, so when Robin Thicke was brought up, I'm like, in my mind, I'm thinking Robin didn't come until later. So I'm he thinking- He signed like, his first deal in 94. Right, but that's what I said, you confirmed it. But in my mind, before you confirmed it, I'm like, hmm, you come up under Babyface, then you doing your own thing, but you're not- trying to expand mm -hmm. and do the pop hits mm -hmm. you're trying to stay urban mm -hmm. so then babyface brings in a robin thick so that creates that that whole uh that whole thing the appearance that robin thick is coming taking your shine and then you know robin thick pretty much was just following suit. i would like to ask you a question Go ahead. is there such thing as being too black for a white person yeah yeah mm -hmm. and i think john hit that limit nah <laughs> nah, because there's levels. Who would be blacker? The blacker he look got. At look at Vanilla Ice. The blacker he got, <laughs> the more he spiraled ice. down on vanilla, the look charts. At, look at Vanilla Ice. Blacker. He was just a liar. But he was blacker, though. So I can say M. M doesn't even try to be black. But I'm just saying. He's a white weirdo and he's okay with it. <laughs> he doesn't try to be black. Mm -hmm. All of his friends are black. The Island Boys. <laughs> <sighs> so, um, so yeah. Neither one of those niggas could catch a beat. And it was like 20. <laughs> so, yeah. So. I'm looking at it from a standpoint like, okay, John wasn't following suit to tap into uh, uh, a more worldly market, mm -hmm. being international. Mm -hmm. So they bring in a Robin Thicke. Who can, as, and right. as I read the stats to you before we started the show, no disrespect, but John B's a lab ass nigga. What does that mean? Use a local ass bitch. You're not charting outside of the states. Whereas you bring in a Robin Thicke who's charting, going gold, going platinum in the obscure places, Australia, the Netherlands, green, you know, like shit like that. Like you're, he's going gold and platinum overseas where you are charting in America. Gotcha. And then, like I said, with uh, Jack Herrera, the, the Neo Soul experiment. That may have went further, but it wasn't sanctioned. You don't get to create a band and put forth a group effort as a part of one of your solo albums on your record contract. This is where you just you, you've gone too far with your white privilege. Got you. 
And then, like I said, yeah, with the Neo Soul, and we saw Remy Shan, like, they pretty much shelved uh, the Jack Herrera project. And then a year or two later, Remy Shan pops up with the Neo Soul vibe. So just looking at that, I was like, mm, interesting. But you said, like I said, you confirmed that Robin Thicke came out a year before John B. Correct. But John B. was still in the studio doing his thing at the time. But technically, Robin Thicke came through. Was already had an album out in nine four. Did he have the album out in nine four? He just got signed. He in got 9-4. signed. Okay. All right. So we can move into segment number three, memifying the music. So we can start with uh, the bona fide album. So me going down these albums, I'll just give my my uh, take real quick because you listen to the albums thoroughly. I listened to him about three times, uh, two, three times. So I never really sat and listened to John B's music. Like, I, again, I know the hits. There were some songs I was like, damn, I forgot about that. I forgot that was a hit. Uh, I forgot that was playing that on the radio. Uh, and then there was uh, songs that, you know, I was like, okay, I like that song. Right. So we can start with the 1995 debut album, Bonafide, which had a. Uh, Someone to love. That's all it had. What? Go ahead. I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying. Go ahead and talk about saying. Simple Melody. Go ahead. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll That's to that. all That's you want to talk about. That's my jam. Nigga, talk about uh, Bonafide. <laughs> talk about that. Talk about how this nigga started off the album rapping. Terribly. Got the ladies all in the club saying that's all nice, but I gotta do it right. We're shaking that ass, we're in the past, do what I gotta do. I listen. I listen. It was terrible. It was the worst. Act like simple melody, no slap. It does not slap. It don't? You ain't you ain't get the uh kiss you back vibes from Digital Underground. Kiss me and I kiss you. Just back. because I get <sighs> just because I get a vibe from it doesn't mean that the whole song's a vibe. I mean, just I because it. you give me something reminiscent of something else doesn't mean that this song is a hit. It's a hat. I didn't say it was a hit. I just said it is slap. That means it's, it's slap, a hat. No, just because it's slap don't mean it's a hit. Something can slap to you, but it ain't no hit. It's not a hat. Uh, goddamn, uh, goddamn, uh, what's, what's that? Uh, about it, about it, slap. It wasn't no hit. That is true. Right. So, yeah. So, Pretty Girl was a, sing- a single on there. Yeah, in that song, that's a vibe. <laughs> that's Where did a- you hear it before? You heard it before? Yeah, I heard it on the box. While I was talking about uh, Tony Braxton, living legend. Oh boy! Um, but Pretty Girl came out first. Didn't both of them come out? No, I think uh, Boomerang came out in '93. So Tony. Came That's out first. not from Boomerang, honey. Oh, I'm thinking about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about her first album. What are you doing? I'm thinking about her first album. No, that nah, is from uh, the Waiting to Exhale soundtrack. That was 96. That was 96. Okay. We've done this five times now. Because okay. <laughs> y'all was agreeing. I was like, hey, man, that sounds like goddamn Tony Brown. No, it's they 
are the same melodically. Right. Booby. Pretty Girl came out first. Okay. Then Let It Flow. And then How Did He Love You by After Seven. 95, 96, 96. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. So John B had the mel- the melody first. Yes. Uh so Hey pretty girl. Hey pretty girl can I can I be your Hey pretty mama can I can I sleep with you tonight? Even he even hey, had that pretty Girl, if you come to my room, I'll make you come all night. They let him get that off. <laughs> they let him get that off. So yeah, he, he even had the 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 Tony Braxton living legend, like the the the, uh, the baritone. She, yeah, yeah. And the what she be saying, like, ah, oh, damn, I can't think. I just I was just doing it. Mm-hmm. Oh babe. Yeah, that, that oh babe. The throttle. The throat. <laughs> that throttle. So I'm like, damn, but you didn't copy it off a of goddamn Tony Braxton living legend, but I'm thinking but let it he flow did was, it first. I it, yeah, he did it the first. Boomerang soundtrack. And Pretty Girl was one of the songs that was on his demo. Mm-hmm. So we talking nine. Trey, but Pretty Girl was on his demo. Um What You Say Boo was on his demo. Mm-hmm. And uh, what the fuck is the song from Reflections that was on his uh, damn thing called Love, mm-hmm. which is on uh, the Reflections album that came out in 90, that came out in 95 too, by After Seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Shout out to uh, John B. So, I mean. Can we say John B. Living Legend? <laughs> I mean, you could. You could, if we're if we're being respectful, right? Which we never are. Yeah, that's what we do in the meme. But we don't if, disrespect. It can come off as disrespectful, but we're just like meme of right. But if fun. we're being respectful, you could absolutely say John Joe Nathan Buck, living legend. Okay. The shit that he's put his hands in will live forever. Right. Boy can write. Nigga, we just did the Waiting to Exhale soundtrack and Women Beguile, the Waiting to Exhale soundtrack is like one of the best soundtracks to ever exist. Right. And if you're going to do that, you're going to play it through, which means Let It Flow is getting played consistently. Hmm. So, yeah. A lot of people got married and divorced to what you say, boo. Uh, what you say, what you say if I ask you to say uh, he gives you he gives you the words he gives you the words and you still don't sing them oh you know you know how we do he gave you the words <laughs> he gave them to you <laughs> you know how we do nigga be making up words boy yeah hey remember uh LL Cool J I'll be lounging with the rap master cool. <laughs> At this point, 
<laughs> I wish the mem- the, the members <laughs> out there could just listen to like one of the conversations we have a week, and you just be like, really. Is he making up stuff? The like? shit, that, the shit that you say. <laughs> it is what it is, but that's how we do. And then when when I be like, that's not right. Nah, fam, that's right. That's that's what it is. But I remember. But I remember. And uh, again, uh, let's not forget. Isn't it scary? Isn't it scary? Well, hold off. Let me take my pants off. I ain't like that song. This nigga's the worst. This is a bona fide album, right? Yes. This nigga's the worst. Um, I really, I didn't appreciate the album. I'm not even about to sit here and lie. Um, On my second, third go around, it was like. You just wanted to listen to Simple Melody. Nah, I just, I had just started the album when you walked in. I was like, let me go on, because I listened to some, uh some commentary on some other stuff. And then I was like, yeah, let me throw on here, throw this song so I can listen for another time. You were in here watching Black Widow without me. It's all good. Uh, Mystery for Two was cool. I, I liked it. I didn't appreciate it. Um, Yo Fanny, Love is Candy. <laughs> you could tell he wrote these songs when he was 12. Hmm. Your Fanny. But that's like, that's a white people word. So, I mean, I guess he could get away with that. I think time after time. I cool. didn't like that either. Is it a time after time or overflow? I don't know. Overflow was okay. I think it was overflow. Overflow was okay. Okay. Simple melody. Like it took me forever listening to it. Cause I was like, that can't be Bootsy. <laughs> not, Simple melody. not saying do, the do, shit do, that do, he do, sang. Do, do, do. Like, I, I, I just, I, I was, I was, it couldn't be him. He called him Johnny B, the fantasy on Elm Street. What? Who is talking to another grown ass man like that? This great value, Bootsy. No, that's. I know, I was just saying. That At was first, it. That, like, Who I, is yeah, this? I was, I was, I was, yeah, in shock. Mm. <laughs> I was shooketh. So then we go into the uh, Cool Relax album, 9-7. And, uh, <clears throat> of course, we already went through, everybody know. Uh, the, ha- the hats. The hats. Everybody know the hats. The hats. They don't know. Oh. Oh. And it was, on, it was on this album where I realized that Joe Nathan couldn't sing. Like, this is where it hit me. Now, he stepped it up, singing-wise, Mm-mm. on the core relax. Mm-mm. Going Listening to the Bonafide and then listening to, like, the beats and all that. There was, you know, some some joints like Simple Melody I ain't never heard before, Mm-mm. Overflow, mm-hmm. uh, Isn't It Scary. I think I remember hearing Isn't It Scary on the radio. Um, and then we go into the Cool Relax. Mm-mm. Production was better Mm-mm. and the singing was better. No matter what you say to me, this is the album to where he chose to live up here and he should have stayed down here. What did you call him? Oh, the, uh, the R and B, uh, damn, uh, John David Washington. 
Because you hate that nigga. I hate him. <laughs> He's like, this is Denzel's son, <laughs> but he can't act. But I'm like, damn, you know, let that boy, let that boy live. He's no O'Shea Jackson Jr. It's easy playing your dad. He has other acting parts. What? He was on Battleship. What'd he do? He steered the ship. He was in fucking, uh. The movie with 50. Fofty. He was also in. Fofty. <laughs> he was also in, uh, Godzilla. What are you doing there? He's steering the ship. What is, what is he line? got lines. He got I mean, lines. It's, it's one he's thing got to lines. Have, it's one thing to have lines, but do you have lines? Yeah, he's got he's got lines. He didn't die. Okay, so uh goddamn me, uh So and then it is some it's something else to play your dad. P P them had lines about it. <laughs> that don't mean that they got act. They weren't even trying, um, <laughs> but they have lines. Uh, it's it is <laughs> something it is something to play your dad because I don't think that he could play his dad. You didn't sing to your dad all your life. That don't mean you could play him. Just because you sound like him, you know, I can play your dad. And it wasn't like it wasn't like he had to play an actor. So it's like John David Washington. It's like if John David Washington had to play his dad in a movie. It's not gonna happen because it's a different caliber. Whereas a rapper, a, ra- a rapper's son playing a rapper, like he didn't. O'Shea didn't act. Ice Cubby didn't act. No, no, no. Act, act. Like yeah, you you act, but you don't act, act. So it's like you just playing your dad. But as a he rapper. didn't grow up as a rapper. He didn't grow. Let's be clear. I mean, I can play Ice Cube. Shit. Let's, I can play. Ice you Cube. grew up hard. If you play. if you let you tell it, your upbringing and in your hood act antics are just the worst. Like you are just solidified and certified pistol puller. Okay. <laughs> okay. <Pistol puller. laughs> okay. Like that's it. O'Shea Jackson Jr. grew up sheltered, swaddled in money. So he didn't have the same, like, you don't got that edge. He don't have an edge. He doesn't have an edge. Okay. And, and O'Shea, Ice Cubby, don't even act like that at the house. He don't got an edge at the house no more. They got heated floors. The fuck you mad for? Well, you got Dubsy coming through. Crit walking. Never, never been, never cool been, banging, never, never, never been past the studio. Mac Ten never be coming to the house. Never right? came inside. Never came. Never came inside. Mac Ten be coming ne- to the house. Boy. Never in the guest house. No, Mac Ten. Never in the through. main. Never in the main. And house. it's not even talking about the other homies that be coming around. Never in the main house. You don't know. Ice Cubby's wife would never. <laughs> would never. O- you don't know if O'Shea Jackson Jr. Is that his name? O'Shea Jackson Jr.? Yes. Yeah, you don't know if O'Shea Jackson Jr. was uh, riding in the car with his pops. Never. And, you know, went to go see Mac-10 and Dub C. While Mac-10 was married to T-Boss. Let's all he was stop still, acting. He wasn't he like, was acting, still, like, nah, he he wasn't active, acting like that in the house. He was active, but You keep the shit outside, he wasn't acting like that in the house. How you know? <laughs> how you know how he was acting, boy? Street's gonna always be in you, boy. Goddamn Mac-10. Them, they could be in you. But not in the house. 
You take, check that shit at the door. Exactly. We got heated floors. <laughs> you, you ain't gonna walk on these hoes. Man. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> it costs too much to get these hoes replaced. Mm, 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 mm. Got to replace floor panels because you come in here tripping. The fuck you mad for? <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> John David Washington. <laughs> so I said that uh, John B is the John David Washington of R and B. Because I just I I don't respect it respectfully as javier would say respectfully because i know you say he can't act and you know he's been in these big ass movies and all that and it's like <clears throat> is he the john david of r&b so yeah so yeah so no disrespect no but disrespect. cool relax is where uh vocally he disintegrated but lyrically, he rose to the top of my toxic mask. <laughs> like this shit, this nigga's a gaslighter. It's great. Okay. Now I had forgot about the uh, what you say, boo. I forgot about the song. So when I heard it on the album, I was like, "Oh man, I forgot about this song. This was a smash. I liked it. I liked it." What do you think of it now as an adult? I like it. I didn't really listen to it back then. I just remember hearing it, but actually sitting and listening to it. I'm like, okay, cool. I like the melody all around. Could you listen to it every day? Because I'm going to sing it for you later. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> <laughs> no, what did I tell you I'm going to sing for you later? Some goofy shit. Oh, let's get down. You're talking about, let's get down, let's get down, let's get down. Did John B. sing that? Oh. <laughs> I'm thinking about Tony, Tony, the Tony's, bro. See, in this beat of shit, I be talking. The Tony's, bro. I'm thinking, that's the first thing that comes to my head is, let's get down. No, let's, let's get, get down. Let's get down, down, down. Does John B. sing that? No, he doesn't. <laughs> Fucking Tony, Tony, Tony. You got to go. Get up. So, uh, so, yeah, I forgot about that song. And uh, you can go ahead. You like I said, you didn't went through. Uh, you didn't went through these albums thoroughly. Well, I'm not gonna do the long drawn out thing that I was gonna do if Christ was here, because I need Christ for that. We'll still be in segment one if Christ was here. <laughs> still be in segment one. I miss him. Um, just vocally, no. Vocally, no. Um, <coughs> Excuse me. His writing ability went up for this album. Mm -hmm. But this album is also once it's on. <laughs> because what is it? Are you still down to uh, 97 and are you still down 2001? Part two. Part two. That was an 05. Wow. And who was on that? Oh, the uh, Stronger Every Day. Who was on it? Oh, uh, ODB. You had uh, Scarface. You had Tank. You had... Um, no, on that song. That was just him and uh, On part Pac. two. Yeah, Pac. On part two? Yeah, it was... It was uh, so where's part one? Are You Still Down? This is part two of Are You Still Down? The the one on Cool Relax is part two. 
No, the one on Cool Relax is just Are You Still Down? On 05, Stronger Every Day is called Part 2. Yep. And it's just a part two of Are You Still Down? And who's on it? Pac and John B. What <laughs> you talking about on it? It's part two. Is it remixed? Nah, it's, this, it's a different song. Johnny J produced it because he spoke about that too. In the, uh, I think it was the Vlad interview because he was like, you know, everything that happened after Pac died and all that. Then in 05, him and Johnny J came back around and they did that song. And then Johnny J died that year. If I'm not mistaken. This nigga. So part two is a totally different song. So different I'm going to have to change my tone because Jermaine may have sat me down, but this nigga may take me completely out. What happened for that part two? It seemed like niggas work with him and they out. Well, the um, I actually listened to that today. Yeah. So what was Johnny J's deal? How did he pass? I have to look it up. I just remember he passed. You can look it up. Put it on the Googs. <clears throat> But yeah, I know the, uh, cause when I listen to it, I'm like, let me see what it sound like. And, um, Pox versus from happy home, uh, one of the unreleased songs, or it may have gotten released in one of his, uh, post post, uh, we call posthumous albums. Uh, but I remember the verse from uh, happy home. And, um, of course they weren't able to read, of course they're not going to capture and remake. Are you still down? That's cemented in history. That's timeless. But, um, John B was saying that they they just wanted to be like some a ceremonial type of thing to where it's like you know hey uh, we coming back around uh, Johnny J had the uh, had a verse had the Pac verse and whatnot and it was like you know let's just do something you know just ceremonial like we not trying to recapture are you still down let's just you know pay homage and you know do like a ceremonial type of thing. Nigga died in a jail. What year was it? Two thousand eight. Okay, so it was three years later. He jumped off the upper level at the jail. The fuck? On purpose. Hmm. Okay. Okay, so what's next? The uh, Pleasures You Like album. Which I make fun of the most. Excuse me. I make fun of this album the most, but it may be my favorite John B album. Why is that? It's probably the album I remember most mm-hmm. because this was senior year. Like this is I, I listened to this a lot my senior year. Mm-hmm. I was a heartbroken teenager. Life was sad. So I, I listened to this album a lot as a as a teenager. Yeah, I forgot about um now I've heard the finer things uh song, but I had forgotten about it. Number one, gotta be real. Don't lie to me about monogamy. <laughs> Hun, get out of my grill. <laughs> Number two Easy to do. Be who you are. Be with me a real nigga. With every beat of your heart. <laughs> you got the Nas uh, impersonation down. You, you see that? Yeah. Sounds trash, though. But, you know, <laughs> you got it down. <laughs> you got it down. I'm working on it. But, yeah, I remember uh, I remember the song. Not from when it came out, because I didn't hear it. I think Christ, because little brother. Oh, okay. <laughs> Little brother. Okay. 
So um, there was a Little Brother song that he he pretty much put that sample in there. That mm-hmm. I think he says it at the end. And then Christ is what put me on. Was like, oh yeah, that's from uh, John B's Finer Things. So I went and listened to the Finer Things, and I ain't never knew Nas was. I ain't never heard of the song. Right. So Christ put me on. I listened to it. That became. Uh, you weren't an R and B guy back then. Right. So yeah, it was Little Brother as always. Take me back. I listened to that. Oh shit, Nas. Nigga said. It always goes back to Little Brother and Five to Galara. To Galara. Fonte. So yeah, so uh so I remember the song, but again, I haven't uh heard it. I wasn't hear I wasn't listening to it on a regular. So it was one of those things I remembered it, but it got, you know, lost in other stuff I was listening to, whatnot. So would Finer Things be your favorite John B song? Because of Nays? No, it's like simple melody. What's talking about? <laughs> no, goddamn. Uh, they don't know. And then, are you still down? Uh, and probably then. Let <clears throat> make sure I got all the goddamn songs. Yeah, B, B. Let me, let me, let me. Number let me, let me. one, gotta be real. <laughs> don't lie to me about John B. <laughs> John B. No, I would I would put they don't know. Are you still down? What you say, boo, then finer things. Wow. Then simple melody. <laughs> he dead serious, y'all. Yeah, simple melody, about man. fucking simple melody. Bring your love to me. Shout out to uh, that song and Digital Underground. Kiss you back. <laughs> yeah, gave me those vibes. So you know the vibes. Word up. YKTV. <laughs> so yeah. So what is it? So pleasures you like senior year. Heartbroken. Of course. You remember a lot. Yes. Um. I don't remember being so upset. <coughs> Excuse me about um soft and sweet as i was as an adult Mm -hmm. um i was probably out here just like two-stepping and then as an adult i'm listening to it and i'm like yo this nigga just harmonized the hokey pokey like that's talent (laughs) that's that's talent like okay cool um once it's on i don't understand coco brown Mm-hmm. We get it. You shout like black girls. Shout out to him with the sisters, bud. He married one. And he was with a, a sister prior to. Um, he been with one his whole life. Right. I forgot the sister's name. Like music. Um, I forgot her name. But yeah, that's what inspired or that's what created the... Um, cool relax uh they don't know his breakup with her so because you're my angel nothing's gonna make you fall from heaven girl i just want to love you not you oh god so yeah <laughs> okay 
So yeah. Okay. Um What's your problem with uh Cuban, Cuban Link? Cuban and AZ. Cuban Link? <laughs> Cuban and AZ. Okay, so I posed a question earlier. Was Cuban Link trying to be like the Latin Pac? Because as I'm listening, again, I didn't like his verse as a teenager. Mm-hmm. So as I was listening back to it, I put in a group chat like, what's this nigga's deal? Like, who, who, whose mans is this? I don't recall him ever having a moment. Apparently, he had one. Yeah. And it won't stop. And we know we should make it. And I don't even recall him from that song. I remember that song, and I don't remember him from it. Well, I'm thinking about the song he had with uh, after Pun passed. Um, he had a song. Um, I remember seeing the video. I fucked with the song. So, I think <clears throat> the only grieving song I remember is "God Send Me an Angel." You don't remember that song? Who was that? Amanda Perez. That name sounds familiar. No. Very popular in the '90s. God, what? It, yeah, you didn't listen, but. I don't know. Hey, this. I fucks with the '90s, cuz you didn't listen to R&B. Um, I don't know this nigga. I think that's. I was pro- listening to Green Day, but I was listening to goddamn uh, Alanis Morissette. What are you talking about? I said. R&B. I know you said R&B. I'm just saying. I was listening, but I know. No disrespect to the '90s like that. I listened. I love the '90s. <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Um, who is whose man's is this? Was I he see. a part of the Terror Squad? Yeah. He was under. He was under Pun. Yeah, he was under Pun. He was with Pun's crew. And then when Pun passed, you know, things got with with uh as we call him Chubby Joseph. Um, because he wasn't under Joe. He was under Pun. Pun passes, and you know, he releases his album after Pun passes, and you know, there's some things going on with that. So He had an album. Yeah. Was it good? I never heard the album. I just like I said, I just remember that single, that lead single, which was dedicated to Pun, and I fucked with that. Uh, I'll play that after we. This is going. I I, I don't know him. I don't know this <clears throat> nigga. Like I don't I don't know him. I don't recall him from anywhere. All I know is that on this verse, he was trying to be like a Latin Pac, and all I kept getting was the vibe of um, "What You Won't Do for Love." Do 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 do. Like the cadence and the tone that he was using. So I was like, yo, is this nigga trying to be a Latin pop? And then hear me out. How ghetto is a sour amaretto? I mean, that's just some special. Mommy, listen to my demo. Hello. <clears throat> Who do you get mad at for the cat in the hat raps? A lot of niggas. He's one of them. That wasn't cat in the hat ish. It was it was very cat in the hat. And if it wasn't cat in the hat, my niggas one fish red two fish red fish blue fish. It's Dr. Seussish. But yeah, I said uh don't disrespect Pac like that, because Cuban was uh Pac had far been removed from the scene. Well, no, I'm just saying the cadence and the tone. I said he was an aggressive pun. <laughs> aggressive pun. He was going for something. 
because I was giving you the spill of uh, Chubby Joseph saying like he sat down with uh, LL Coogee and was like, hey, uh, you getting this bread, homie? Da, da, da. We do the same thing, but, you know, I'm getting this bread because I'm doing the love song. Bye. So uh, so Joe pretty much styled uh, Big Pun to do the love songs like the uh, I'm not a hater. I just crush a lot uh, like that's was based off of the um, insight that or the wisdom that LL Coogee gave him. And uh, so I said, OK, Big Pun was more smooth with the with the love songs. Here we got Cuban links. He was more of a, an aggressive pun on this on this song. No. <laughs> Where's y'all rule? Pot gone. Pun gone. Who but Link? I, it felt like he was trying to be the man. And nah, DMX already took that. And it failed. Um, ja Rule already took that. I don't understand <clears throat> what AZ was going for on Layaway. Um, I guess some niggas just don't know how to love. Well, he told you on uh, motherfucking <laughs> full circle. Told you what it was. That was years later. Going back, talking about how he was as a as a youth. Because he literally said that he aiming red dots at hoes heads and putting two under their feet. Why are we shooting our hoes, AZ? This is how like this is I get that AZ's like a pimp. But this is how we lose hoes. Like, why are we shooting our hoes? Like, why are we shooting our hoes, AZ? Like, this, it doesn't, it, it, it doesn't <laughs> compute. It doesn't compute. Hmm. Um, I really appreciate it. Now I'm with you. You want whole harmony? <laughs> well, you're not going to have harmonious hoes if you're shooting them. Now, now you got nervous Nellies working in your stable. Hmm. I didn't like inside. He tried it, but this is my favorite album. So if I had to choose, it would go. Ooh, and this is not. Nobody's going to understand why I'm doing it this way, but it's going to go. You finer things, lonely girl. Now I'm with you, and that'll be it. Because if I want to hear pretty girl, I can listen to Let It Flow or How Did He Love You. Hmm. And let's not forget the uh, overjoyed track featuring Faith. Faith Evans. Where he... <clears throat> well, this came before Avant and uh, Kiki Wyatt's. Um, but I could see how it could still love. be styled after My <clears throat> First Love. Because the original. The original is Angela and Renee. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. But it wasn't one of my favorite tracks. I liked it. I, I didn't care. I liked it a lot. I, did, I didn't care. So, so what do you think about that album? All the pleasures you like. Yeah. Oh, it was cool. It was a cool album. Uh, like I said, Finer Things, Don't Talk. I forgot about Don't Talk. Um, 
I forgot about that and being a, a single. Where he talked about slipping girls Mickey's. I didn't pay attention to the Allegedly. Lyrics. I didn't pay attention to the lyrics. I was just like, oh shit, I remember that. I remember it's, that it's jam. A, it's a void. I remember that jam. And then, like I said, the Overjoy song I liked uh, as well. So, overall, like the Cool Relax was, was, was my favorite album. Cool Relax for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you. Anything else? No. All right, so that concludes today's show. This is season eight, where we show you. Oh yeah, we got to get into your meme conspiracy theory. We got to get you to IKEA. All right. Well, this is season season eight, where we show you why we're great. Wishing while white series volume volume one meme nine quattro nine four. They don't know about John B. Hashtag Drake Senior. Hashtag Drake's father. Hashtag the white baby face. Hashtag or the white booby for say as we call him. Hashtag pot gone, big gone, or pun gone. Who but link? Hashtag where's Ja Rule? Hashtag buck the world. Hashtag creative colonizing. Hashtag caping for colonizers. So today's show we talked about do they know about John Bucky, Winter Soldier of Love? Uh, segment two, gotta do it. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. Me, Monhurt. Me, Monhurt is not unsome. Me, Monhurt. So yeah, we talked about the uh, we memeified the unsanged interviews uh, along with the Blad interview, and last but not least, we memeified the music. So join us in two weeks for Meme Nine Cinco. Um, we don't know what the show we're gonna do. Uh, we do have two more memes to close out season eight, so be on the lookout. I think it'll be a versus. <clears throat> the only versus we talked about was uh, Kim versus Fox, and we were just talking about. Uh, Hardcore versus ill Uh Before the season started, we put in the notes to go back and do a versus that was already done, i.e. the Jodeci and Boys to Men. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. No, we we're going to redo it. We was going to bring pull from the essence of doing a versus. Me, we talked about redoing it because I said I'd love to get in on that. Okay. We'll discuss. So where you can find us, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and all podcast platforms. You're only getting seasons eight and up on those platforms. If you want seasons one through seven pre and post shows and our other exclusive content, go to our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash the meme podcast. That's T-H-E-M-E-M-E podcast. Donate, support, and become a meme or a member. In closing. Uh. Ooh, let's do this. Thank y'all for coming out. God bless you. Good night. And I end by saying life is but a meme. You can either dream, express, or have no chill. But at the end of the day, we can give a fuck how you feel. This is the meme podcast. We come when it comes to black entertainment, we reign supreme. All facts. We are the supreme meme team. We clout chasing keeping up and about waking people up. We honor both. And if you have a problem with that, pull up if you want want that that smoke. smoke. 
and it'll be that way until I say cease. We, we out of here. Peace. You're now listening to me. You're now listening to me.